Uh, welcome to the Labyrinth. My guest today is Elston Meneses. He's an entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of BE Hemp, a company that sells hemp products online. He's also on a mission to change people's mentality around hemp and cannabis. Elston, welcome to the Labyrinth. Good to be here, Pratham. Looking forward to man. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? So um, I do a lot of things, or I used to do a lot of things for a living. Um, one of the mainstays that I would say that I had was uh, my skill in content writing. Yeah, which uh, which is like a snowball effect, I would say, because I started off as an English editor. Editor, and then I started doing subtitling. Then eventually, from subtitling, I started doing content. Then from content, I started doing QCs, and eventually, just started moving up the ladder, and that's it. So, my profession, I would say that I'm a full-time content uh, writer and editor. And, uh, and unfortunately, at this point of time, since COVID hit, I think the whole freelance market has gone to crap so basically i do content for our own site and everything at this point of time and uh, also just because covid hit i think one of the major skills i picked up was uh, graphic designing and visual communication because it came out of a necessity more than anything you know we we are a small company so we tend to bootstrap always so you have to find creative ways of actually getting your message out there without actually spending any money. And for that to happen, you would have to do the work yourself. And uh, art is my passion. And I think graphic designing kind of bridges this gap between content also for me at the same time. But uh, like I said, I, I did, I, I've taken a lot of roles in my time, everything from uh, voice acting to even a little bit of acting, like actual acting here and there. You know, nothing major, just very small, small gigs like Manipal Hospital and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing you would find on the web because it's all internal stuff. You know, uh, maybe they didn't want to use me for their external stuff, but it's okay. It's all right. Okay, it was just an experience for me. You know, uh, along with that, I think the only job which I did different over the past, like let's say, uh, I think, well, thirteen years now is. Uh, my first job was basically me doing, uh, uh, it, it was me being a business development manager, okay, for a small startup at that point of time. But again, it, it was a startup 13 years back. So we are talking about if I'm the business development manager, I am also the salesman. I am also the person who will be doing the cold calling. I will be also helping out with the website. And I'll, I'll also be the final person closing the, closing the deal. So uh, it's actually from that moment I realized that I really love uh, like uh, entrepreneurship, you know, because we never really gave it a second thought in college as such. Uh, we, we went to Commerce College. Uh, as you know, my friend uh, Joel Montero is also there. We all grew up together. He studied with me in St. Joseph's and he'll tell you the same thing about uh, Commerce in college, which is the same thing you get which gets repeated over the course of like, I mean, when you, you've done your 11th and 12th, it's just like another three years of the same thing. You don't really learn much. And I've actually seen that doing a job as such has taught me a lot, lot more. And it's given me and opened up my mind to 
me working outside the commerce field also. But as you can see, I have been roped back in again uh, through help in that sense. Okay. So you're a BCom student, right? BBM. So at BBM. that point of time, Joseph's, there was BBM. Uh, I think now they've changed it to BBA or they've removed it completely and just made BCom itself. It's the same thing. It's just that BCom is more finance oriented, whereas BBM was more uh, management and entrepreneurship oriented. Uh, it didn't make a difference, though, like I said, because <laughs> no, no one was listening in class at that point of time. Same year, man. I did BCom and Aloysius here in Mangalore. It's the same story. I mean, we went to class. We learned something, we forgot it, and then we got a job, and we never used what we studied in college. That is the same exactly. situation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, where where would I be using content? Uh, I mean, we never learned anything about content, unfortunately, in college. And at that point of time, social media was also in its infancies, so there was no nothing about like how social media would be leveraged for businesses these days, you know. And one of the major roles. I play in our company is also being the social media manager. So we never we had to learn everything by ourselves. There's no one to guide us. It's just that if you want to do it, if you want to do something, you will always find a way to do it. You know, like I was never big on social media. Facebook was only used for keeping in touch with friends and stuff. Then eventually, when the whole business platform started coming out, we started looking at it as a very big opportunity for us as such to reach people. You know. You, you can't just go along the road screaming like hemp is awesome and stuff like that. They'll put you in jail. But but if you can reach a very, very wide audience through social media, and that's something we we always look forward to. But uh, as you know, that social media like Facebook and Instagram tends to keep companies like us down uh, only because they are also kind of not clear on what the rules are as such when it comes to advertising hemp. You know, so we've always faced trouble. We've always got our posts taken down. Our Facebook page also got taken down. But Instagram, for some reason, is still running and we're still going strong, luckily, at least at this point of time, touch wood. Yeah. And hopefully it remains like that. We start growing even more uh, because I've already had like two, I already have two, three backup pages also made just in case. And that's, that's, the, that's the kind of caution you have to take when you're in the hemp industry and running your business and stuff. You know, you need to find a way for your customers to reach you if they don't have your phone and if they're only used to ordering from you from Instagram as such. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recently, you know, in the past few months on Instagram, on YouTube, a lot of pages are getting censored. And uh, many companies are now, many, not just many companies, many uh, pe people who have controversial uh, opinions, they move to something like Telegram. Are you thinking of moving to Telegram or creating backup somewhere else? Oh, uh uh, we have been looking at other options also. Telegram has always been on our mind. But, but at the moment, the kind of uh, influx we get on uh, Instagram, right, so it tends to be a little too much right now. You know, so, we, so although we do have it at the back of our mind, uh, our whole idea of working is that, okay, we'll see when it shuts down, we, we'll, we'll decide what to do at that point of time. Because it's, it wouldn't be hard to leverage our customers because we have all their info. We... We know them. We know a lot of them personally. They've been the same people who've been ordering from us from the past like seven, eight years almost now. So getting them back on our platform wouldn't be hard. It'll it'll be a bit of a shock for them if they one day open Instagram and be like, Where, "Where's we have gone?" But but we'll find a way to always tell them 
that yeah okay fine vm is now done with all of the metaverse and everything <laughs> moving to uh, other more open minded platforms instead okay okay earlier you said that you had uh, you know gone with joy a common friend to uh, josephs and prior to that you were in nra i think you're from kuwait right or bahrain kuwait so born kuwait. and brought up in kuwait and uh, been there for about a good 17 years of my life so i think kuwait is also kind of responsible for the person i've become today in in a good way and a bad way i would say that because in kuwait we never really got uh, the chance to explore anything else outside the science or the commerce stream like i love science yeah but, but uh, kuwait has a very americanized culture so so it's very it's, it's very weird because we are indians we are born and brought up in kuwait and kuwait tends tends to go towards the more american side of things if you know what i mean you know like the gulf countries tend to follow us and all the serials we used to get all the tv shows all the food products everything which we had in kuwait was all americanized yeah so i think we all had an identity identity crisis a little bit like growing up in kuwait because like your parents will tell you don't go and play with the arabs don't mingle with them okay but we'd always you want to play football you'll find a way to play and it's mostly the arabs who are playing football at that point of time everyone else is playing cricket so uh, growing up in kuwait like i said we didn't have a choice between uh, 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 what is that arts science and commerce it was just science or commerce there was no such thing as arts at all within our school so for us it, it was never an option even when we did go for job counseling to our teachers and asking them okay fine you know what can we do after we taken commerce uh, they are only answer was that you have to take commerce you have to do bbm or bcom they've never i mean as kids it didn't strike us also that we could move out of this whole box which they placed us in you always thought that this this is it you know this is how much we are this is all we'll be get job in bank go work come back eat food sleep that's all and honestly once we did come to india uh, we realized that the scope is so much uh, forget about commerce we I'm mean, I'm just talking from the arts perspective because for me I was very artistically inclined in Kuwait also is just that I didn't get to explore it at that point of time and once I came to India is just like oh shit I can do everything so I started started finding ways of like uh, integrating art into everything I do so in in some form or the other I started drawing I started painting we started doing stalls I started making handicrafts so wherever i could i was putting my hand in art and just experimenting because we never got the chance at that point of time you know it's like you, you when you when you keep an animal caged up for a long time and then you just suddenly set them free right and they discover like wow this is so much of a world outside just this little box that we've been always in so uh, i am grateful in a way to quit because i feel like maybe if i did take arts at that point of time i wouldn't have valued it as much as i do right now you know and i'm grateful for that and uh, also what's that it, it's a place we grew up it's our whole uh, way of being also comes from there even though we are very much indianized now at this point of time uh, we we still quite a lot in the sense of our mannerisms our behavior the way we were brought up at least over there because we were brought up to be like i said we were brought up to be indians in a kuwaiti society with an american mindset which is very confusing for little kids and and eventually you come to india and you realize that wow 
okay fine like i don't want to do commerce but you know how indian parents are it's going to be like shut up and do your <laughs> do it don't uh, don't stop now why you want to quit it and it's not about it's not about quitting it's just about like okay fine i've realized that i'm good at something like i'm naturally gifted at something why will i go for something else yeah but parents are parents you can't at that point of time you argue with them then your money supply gets cut out then you can't do anything <laughs> and you just get stuck so it's like uh, they they your hostel i mean your dreams get held hostage for a little while but once you move out of the college once you start getting your own life together your own job and everything you start discovering even more like and i'm really grateful to india for that and which is why i haven't ever thought of uh, going back to kuwait also when did you get started with behem so, uh, so we call it behem yeah uh, it started uh, between my cousin brother and i as partners okay my cousin brother's name is denson and as you know my name is elston so be uh, like our whole thing was we want india to come to terms with what cannabis slash hemp actually is and, and uh, we discovered early on that like, like there was a lot of misconce- misconceptions there was a lot of propaganda and in our mind it we felt like since no one we, everyone we asked like do what do you think about this like what do you think about hemp what do you think about cannabis like do you think like we can start making it legal here in some form or the other pretty much everyone was just cl- closed off to the idea that no yeah like i can't do this my parents will kill me okay or i can't do this society will think of me like this yeah and there was a lot of stigma attached to it and, and we wanted to we started it around 2011 in on facebook yeah as just an infotainment slash information page where you can when we where we spoke about cannabis where we shared uh, all sorts of uh, what do you say informational posts all sorts of memes everything whatever we could get our hands on on cannabis whether it was research papers also we would share everything and uh, our whole perspective and also our name comes from the fact that we want to make sure that we can help india you know in a way it's kind of a pun also like help india help india so in a way we want india to be hemp at the end of the day because cannabis comes from this country cannabis is indigenous to in india and we are just demonizing a plant which seems very silly in that sense you know and so around 2011 we started on facebook and we gotten really really good responses from people we started seeing that people were not actually uh, people were more curious than uh, cri- uh, critic uh, criticizing us you know they were more curious than they were critical of us and uh, <clears throat> so we we realize that okay fine you know what people are a little more open minded at least in bangalore from what we've seen you know people have an open mindset in bangalore just because of the just because of the melting pot that it is and what we've seen is that since people are asking us about him they they are also asking us okay do you have anything from him and at that point of time you just you'd be like uh, no we don't <laughs> we don't have any products we're just here to spread uh, spread the word spread the knowledge okay, let people know about cannabis and eventually we got to the point where we're like we have to get products like we have to get a few products because it it makes our case a little stronger you can talk forever about something but unless you have something tangible in hand it doesn't make sense so we started getting products out from himachal and nepal and showing 
very small products uh, in the start, like wallets, uh, dream catchers, bands, ankle bands, chapels, all made from him. And we started showing people like, yeah, see, this is cannabis. This is what we're talking about. Okay, like, let's say this is cannabis. Like, we're talking about our soaps. Everything is made from cannabis, obviously. Sorry. So you start showing people that, like, okay, you know what? This is made from cannabis. Okay, everything about it is made from cannabis. So nothing about it is going to get you high. You try it, dude. You're just wasting your money and your breath at that point of time. So people, we, we noticed that we started getting a really good response. And so we started taking it forward. And I think it's about around maybe 2014 or so is when we actually registered our company. Because right up till then, we were also not sure of what, what to do. You know, whether, whether we should take this forward, whether we should still keep it at the entertainment page, or whether we should make it a full-fledged business. But we started it off as a full-fledged business then in 2014 and realized that, okay, fine, this is crazy, dude. Like, we can do so much around this. Because uh, at that point of time, the flea market scene in Bangalore was insane. Like, you had Kish Mandi, you had Sol Sante, you had so many other flea, organic flea markets which are coming up, yoga flea markets which are coming up, and everything to do with our idea. You know, a healthy lifestyle which is good for the environment also at the same time. And uh, that's that's when it really, really hit off for us. And then we started deciding to make rolling tables, which was a great idea, but also kind of our downfall for Facebook, I think, at the end. You know, because rolling papers is a very high, uh, what do you say, high margin business in that sense you know you buy low you sell high but uh, what do you say facebook was allowing it for a while they were allowing us to actually advertise not only our rolling papers we were making notebooks and everything also at that point of time but i think we put one small paid ad out for, for rolling papers and after that we got uh, blocked and then we got banned and then we got uh, what do you say our uh, reach started diminishing like we had 13k followers like within the first four months of us starting Behemp India, like in 2011-12, uh, when we started Behemp India, we started off in no one. But within three or four months, we started jumping up, up to 13 plus followers, 13k plus followers. But after Facebook limited us is when the real problem started happening because then we had to find ways of actually doing it because we didn't have money for a website. We were not website developers or anything like that. And we had to make sure that there is an influx of cash coming in somehow or the other for us to be sustainable. But like I said, it's Facebook. Like we would really highly depending on social media at that point of time to make our bread and butter, which is why I I'd get back into content editing, which is why I get back into freelance, like subtitling and writing and proofreading and everything at, uh, at those points. In time. But uh, uh, even though that happened, our mission never stopped. You know, like whether we were making money or not making money, our mission never stopped. Our mission was always to make India know about him and be him, basically. So I know it's a very long U-turn back to your question, but that that's kind of the way the name be him came about. Your Facebook page got censored because you put an ad about selling smoking paper, which is completely legal. But let's say in the future, cannabis gets legalized completely direct for medicinal and recreational basis. Will you be selling uh, cannabis as well? When it becomes legal, yes, definitely, man. Like we don't, uh, we don't look at it as any anything that's uh, like harmful than what is already there on the market. 
it like tobacco and alcohol it's a lot less harmful than those two products so we rather push for something which is a little more safer and it's more healthier and which no one has died from so far until now like we would definitely like that that is that was the main aim you know and that is still the main aim uh, to make sure that it gets to a point in india where you have medical medical is already happening so like it, it feels like our steps are already going you know like medicals already happening and eventually recreational also come into the market there is already recreational use in the form of bhang in india it's just that uh, smoking cannabis as such is looked more as a, i mean it's looked down upon in the sense that it has that stigma of like only uh, as bad as it sounds like only villagers smoke cannabis or only ganjadis and nasheris and all of these people smoke cannabis only people who are drug addicts as such do this stuff you know whereas half the world has legalized it and and they're making like billions and billions in uh, of revenue from it so our, our main aim is to make sure that that also happens and we really reported that that day because then that day we can just put our rolling papers without worrying about the facebook banning us and shutting us down again yeah what do you think i mean about uh, what do you think about the mentality of people around you uh, when you say that you're in hemp business or when you say that so, you're uh, talking about cannabis so so i feel that it's changed a lot over the years um when we started out we didn't like i said we didn't have any negative uh, reactions as such uh, we've uh, we've done it online and we've done offline events also where we've not really received like negative reactions as such except for maybe one person in the past 15 years uh, we just had maybe one person come up to us all and just throw propaganda at us in the sense that like oh you know what you guys are doing is wrong and all that and we like we'd ask them also okay fine could you elaborate could you let us know like what what are we doing wrong like what is wrong in making a soap out of hemp or what is wrong in making notebooks out of hemp or rolling paper or whatever and his whole thing was just i think he just wanted to let off steam that day maybe he was very frustrated or something with some reason so he'd come up to us and he was uh, he was just going on about like how his friends died from a cannabis overdose and we were like wow like i mean please let us know like this will be the first recorded death ever like from cannabis and stuff like that you know but he, he was adamant uh, he was an older gentleman also maybe around the age of like 65 70 and uh, the irony was that he was holding like a full glass of whiskey in his hand and he was just swaying and talking to us so we knew that it been not going to like win this argument there's that whole thing of like you can't you can't argue with stupid right like at the end of the day like uh, no no offense to that guy but i'm sure i'm sure he wasn't thinking straight at that point of time but other than him we've never received any negative reactions as such people approaches more from a curiosity point of view than from a critical point point of view. because i feel that people in their heart of hearts kind of know that there's actually nothing wrong and when they do search themselves and see from where they they're getting these answers right they realize that they haven't actually done any research on it you know and when we when we put forward points and we put forward research papers and everything towards people that really changes their mentality and that kind of opens up their mind also towards like oh shit we've been lied to 
you know like what else have we been lied about you know and we i think we spoiled a lot of uh, i would say spoiled a lot of lives in that way <laughs> because people's minds get opened and then they they realize that okay fine we can't take we can't take everything at face value like we have to do our own individual research also so so we we've, we've seen really good reactions um over the years when we were doing physical stalls and physical events and stuff like that we've seen people would come to us all asking us for ganja or pot or anything in some form or the other and they would not get it they they would instead leave with like a soap or a notebook or something and and they'll be happy and the next time when they come around they don't ask for pot they ask us for hemp itself so over the years we started seeing that like okay fine this the uh, the amount of people asking us for pot has decreased like substantially now people know what we're doing like they're talking about hemp people know what we're there i'm saying that substantially it's increased but it's not that but it still doesn't happen it, it still happens like has it been easy or and is it worth it being an entrepreneur today i i don't think uh, <clears throat> do I, i i feel that doing anything worthwhile in life right or anything to make a stamp and make a make a statement on this earth also is is never going to be easy because you're really always flowing against the current you know yeah everyone is moving in one direction whereas you're moving in another and not a lot of people understand it because like i said when growing up everyone will be like okay fine you become doctor you become lawyer you become banker okay go work eat food come back sleep that's it you know i mean people only look at that and think okay fine only this is life you know people don't really feel that okay fine there is more to life than that yeah so for us it's always been it's always been an upward climb yeah it's never been easy there's always something or the other coming along the way which will either hamper our business in some way or another like i said the first thing was facebook then eventually i remember we also put a, a, a stall in josephs yeah in uh, josephs arts and science and they didn't want us to display our logo because they were like no it's too controversial and i'm like dude it's just a leaf it's literally our logo like they can't do anything with our logo like there's there's nothing wrong with it but the teachers and all felt it was the principal felt it was too controversial and that police and all might come and we were like yeah let them come let let us talk to them we, we don't mind like we have no <laughs> issues with talking to them and showing them and even giving them some free products to take home because if you are able to convince the police and which we have done in other stalls but at Joseph's they just didn't want us to put anything up so it's like when people came to our stall they didn't we had to sit and explain everything from the start you know otherwise our logo kind of just did everything for us like our logo might get people over to us for the wrong reasons but then when they leave they have much more broader knowledge of what hemp and cannabis is in their minds so i wouldn't say it's an easy journey um it's only in the past 2 years that we started doing better we started doing really really well for ourselves we still not broken even as such yeah we are making enough but we keep putting it back into our company and i think in the next couple of months or so also we are having a big change in business model because for me at least as a person we do very well on a physical level as such we do well on online also but that's different like i like interacting with people i like speaking to people and i feel that when you do speak to people face to face right 
the conversion rate is a lot more better like whether it's a conversion rate in in mentality or whether it's a conversion rate into a customer either way we win that's how i look at it as so uh, one of one of the main aims was to make sure that we can uh, open a market for hemp in india you know open uh, and because since no one was doing it at that point of time no one was in the hemp industry at that point of time because it became very important that more and more companies come out with regards to hemp yeah no we did want more and more companies to get into the hemp business only because for us right uh, we we were really ambitious at one point of time thinking okay you know what we'll make shoes we'll make shorts we'll make shirts we'll make uh, everything everything what we can we'll make on hemp yeah but that's a very herculean task it's nearly impossible for any human who does not have an unlimited supply of money yeah if you if you are very well off and you have just money to throw around you can maybe do do that and even then also you will run out of money and eventually we realized that yeah this is this is too much for us to take on by ourselves and we started hoping and we started talking to people also and helping out whoever was looking to start a company we were helping them out in any way we could and we believed that information should be free because all the information we got also was free it's it's not like we paid for it we did take hard work to find out about it but in order to propagate the idea of hemp forward it's better to give the information off for free so that more people can come out with ideas more people can see the market and decide for themselves whether they want to step into the industry so that way i feel like we are reaching our goal of getting india more aware about hemp okay now the now the main goal is just to make sure that that we can settle down by the age of 40 and like just chill make sure everything is running around say make sure that if people need us to do policies and everything also we wouldn't mind helping out in that area as well so i i would say it's been an upward journey but anything anything worthwhile doing is going to take time is going to take blood sweat years you name it it's going to be hard work anything worthwhile doing it otherwise we could have, i could have taken the easy path you worked as an employee Sorry? and at the same time you worked as an employee as in you done freelancing you worked for someone else and you also been an entrepreneur how would you compare uh, entrepreneurship to employment hmm. so that's the thing right like if if you're a very free spirited person if you're a very open minded person and if you're a very vocal person you don't tend to do very well in a corporate setting uh, because, because people will i mean you can't always agree with people like uh, there's there's there are times where i've had uh, uh, like when i was working back in subtitling in one of the companies we had the ceo come and tell us that yeah call me by my first name like call me on a first name basis yeah and then you had maybe a, a manager who was four or five rungs lower than him coming and telling you you have to call me sir and i'll be like hey, go to hell dude i'm not calling you sir like i'm not calling the ceo sir he's telling us not to follow that culture like why will i why will i do that to you yeah and so i used to have these really stupid philosophical clashes if i would say that yeah and i would say that honestly working for myself is a lot lot better although it's a lot more harder you work 24/7 7 days a week okay you might not get sleep half the time it's a much more fulfilling uh, 
dream than actually working in a company under someone and just just doing the same straight path with blinders on you know like i i can't do that like that doesn't suit me like even now also if i have to join a corporate i'm sure I, the maximum i would last is maybe about a year before these people would be like this guy is too much for us to handle <laughs> he's uh, way too vocal please way too open minded okay and opinionated so <laughs> like The, the the best place for me is the entrepreneurial world also and i like 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 i said i like working for myself be it content writing be it uh, art like i said i do visual communications also as a side now so for me that, that that it's like a passion combined with working so i don't really get tired as such in that sense whereas if i have to do work for another company uh, one thing is that you have to follow all the guidelines you have to listen to them which is fair enough but there is no room like if uh, somebody higher up the new thinks they right there is no room for negotiation there is no room for even like opening up the topic a little bit and like opening up your mind a little bit and speaking about it you know it's just like no i'm right you just do what i say that's it and that, that that's not what i'm okay with like i am always up for an open discussion be it hemp be it anything in life like i think everything should be openly discussed without being judged in that so definitely prefer the entrepreneurial environment yeah definitely and i'm a free spirited person like you would uh, do better in an entrepreneurial environment and you have many years of experience as an entrepreneur what kind of advice would you give for an upcoming entrepreneur so for an upcoming entrepreneur the, if you're starting in india i would say you need a lot of patience yeah because uh, uh, one thing is that nothing happens on time over yeah like uh, for example if if it's not even entrepreneurship if it's just normal daily life like if i, I have my sabji guy saying he's coming at 1 o'clock he is not going to come at 1 o'clock and i've made my peace with that you know the same way if you're an entrepreneur if you're doing uh, a business and if you have to get something printed yeah if the uh, if the guy says today it is not coming today and you have to be okay with that you have to be okay with things moving slower than what you're used to and the only thing i would say is to not give up because it it does take time in a country like ours okay we are a growing economy yeah and if you're doing something in a niche market it's going to be a little more harder but things over time i mean they say right like rome wasn't built in a day yeah it took a lot of time to build rome and the same way if you're building a business you can look at it the same way you're you're trying to build an empire you're trying to build something for your future generations also to go ahead with but if if you because uh, for example i'll give you like we had in the past 4 years we've seen about maybe 50 to 60 cannabis companies pop up like just boom you know like it just exploded but within a year about like 20 to 25 of them shut down and because they were looking at it as a very quick and easy or they thought it was a very quick and easy means to get money and in a place like in india it it's not like we are, it's going to take time like i said especially we are in a niche market okay in a growing economy in an underdeveloped country it is going to take time so people who go with the mindset that yeah i will put in 1 lakh today i will make 2 lakhs tomorrow it does not work like that and do not expect it to work like 
that. But be, I mean, do expect to put in a lot of hard work and a lot of sleepless nights if you want your dream to come true. Because if you're not following your dream, then then you're just you're just being another zombie. I feel at the end of the day, just just doing just just existing, you know. And I feel that us as humans are a lot more than just just existing. Like we we have a lot more potential than just that. And again, that's one reason why I liked India is because I realized that I'm not just a commerce student. I am much much more than than that. I'm an artist also. Okay, I'm a writer also. So we cannot uh, do not think of anything in a one dimensional way. You should not think of anything in a one dimensional way, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. So uh, that that's just my take, and not to give up. That that's about it. So you're a very artistic person. You said that you were a writer. What did you write? So I do a lot of. Uh, so I do poetry at the side. I am actually working on my comic book, and uh, so I write short stories. I write poetry. I write uh, alternate history in a sense. Like, like what basically the comic book, the graphic novel I'm working on now is based on like an alternate. history of earth so and i'm really into sci-fi i'm really into something i mean something not tangible over here that that's what i look at you know because i do enjoy the world we live in but i also like things beyond this world i would say that you know and uh, other than that i also as you can see i i read a lot like there's another three shelves on that side also uh, but uh, drawing was one of my main passions when I, as soon as i came to india and uh, writing just became a thing because i i i realized that okay fine i i loved comics ever since i was a kid and i realized that, that okay fine i can start doing these things together and actually start writing my own stories so right now my writing is just kind of put on hold because i do a lot of content work for behem and i do a content work for the other couple of sites also so when you when you tend to do a lot of content work what happens is that that creativity dies down a bit because then it just becomes work you know it dies down a bit and you're just like i have to think think of something to write today you know rather than i want to write it. that that's usually what happens so right now it's put on a hold a little, little bit i still write uh, my comic books at the side and i do a little bit of my drawing every week or so and hopefully by the end of this year i'll be finishing the first part of my comic book which is supposed to be a four part series So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you read a lot of fiction. Do you have any recommendation? Are there any writers or novels that you would yeah. strongly recommend? For comics. No, sorry, not sorry. Not comics. Oh, are there comics. any novels? Are there any novels or writers or even comics that you would strongly recommend? Oh yeah. Um. So Neil Gaiman. I would suggest uh, uh, and uh, Sandman. Yeah, there is one of the comics which really blew my mind when when I was a little kid was called Spawn. S P A W N. Yeah, and it it's just about this anti-hero. Yeah, and at, at that point of time, when you're a kid, you don't uh, when you think of like a comic book, you think of like Superman and Batman. And, and all these goody two shoes characters and stuff, you know. And Spawn kind of showed me the complete opposite of that, and kind of opened my mind to, oh shit, okay, fine. So they can have more human characteristics to them rather 
rather than godlike characteristics you know where instead of just being benevolent yes these people do get angry also at the same time and you would see that's the that's the kind of direction that dc and marvel and everything is moving in moving away from just benevolent superheroes into more human type of superheroes at this point so spawn is one of them uh, i have another couple of comic books over here like which i keep forgetting also about because all of this is all old done and dusted i have to get back to them and read them as such but my main recommendation for what i have read uh, earlier was uh, sandman itself i i put it off for the longest time neil gaiman sandman uh, only because i was just like i don't like the artwork as much and that, that i was a very picky guy when i was a kid so at that point of time i was like i'm not reading that and it's only last year that I actually let Sandman I was like wow wow how did I miss this you know so that's the thing so are, are you trying to pursue uh, publishing are you do you have any plans of publishing this comic book and do you think it will be easy the whole process of publishing in india um as usual i'm going to say it's not going to be easy um but i do have a plan of publishing it it's just that at the moment i'm trying to find also uh, an artist who can bring the rest three of my comic books to life because the first comic book i don't mind illustrating and writing and drawing everything myself yeah I mean, it's supposed to be a very simple introduction like a, a prologue to the other three comics yeah it doesn't it doesn't really have to do anything with the other three comics i mean it has a very minute role in the other three comics it's just kind of setting up the base for those three so I'm trying to find a good artist who can actually bring my vision to life in the rest of the comics, and that will take some time. The first book, I'm not looking to get it published this year, but by next year, hundred percent. By this year, I want to finish it and perfect it at least, because that's that's one problem I have also. Like, if I have to do something, then I have to sit and get it perfect, perfect. Otherwise, I I'll also lose my mind. Like, and I, I start getting irritated. It's just a very stupid OCD I have, you know. But for example, our, our soaps, these boxes and everything that came out over here. Like I wasn't happy with the packaging the first couple of times when we did it, and I'd sent it back. And even two three months went went by, we didn't get business also for it. I was like, I don't care. We have to make sure that this goes out properly. Like if we're doing the packaging, it ha- everything has to be perfect. Like, like there can't be any mistake. Also. So the same way I look at doing my comic books also, and I know that it might take some time, but I know that when it comes up, it will be like exactly how I want it to be, and I am not going to be unhappy then. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So you do a bunch of things. You do freelancing. You do writing. You are an entrepreneur. So what does the future hold for Elston? Oh man, there's. I think there's a lot. It's just that uh, right now the future holds a lot me with regards to Behem, uh, because right. now i'm we are actually looking at uh, uh, so my partners also looking to move out of bihar so whatever skills i've developed over these years okay and it's it's through bihar that i've developed a lot of these skills because like i said when you're bootstrapping you tend to learn everything yeah whether it's accounting whether it's uh, graphic design whether it's writing whatever you tend to develop all these skills by yourself okay and or with tandem with someone else and right now since my partners are moving out this is going to be a little bit of a challenge for me to do but i feel that it's going to go crazy and i'm looking forward to opening a store by next year in bangalore it's like a proper proper hemp store in bangalore you know and our 
our whole idea of hemp is not keeping cannabis separate, not keeping hemp separate, no such thing in India. It's the same plant in India, at least. You know, so the same way we want to integrate that into our store. Because if you look at the other other hemp brands, people kind of just concentrate on only soaps or they concentrate on only like, uh, what do you say, hemp hearts or hemp food. And no one wants to touch the recreational part of it. Everyone wants to keep away from it. But it's part of the plant. You can't, you can't just nitpick and choose what you think is best and be like, okay, that's it. So we believe that it's, it's better to be all-inclusive. You know, you don't want to hamper your market also that way. And uh, like half the people buy, buying our rolling papers come back to us and buy like our other products also as well. And that, that's what works out for us. And which is why I am also looking at getting a physical store by next year at the latest latest. Like nice, tiny little store in uh, Indranagar or like that, that is the thing. And then eventually franchises in India and then all over the world. But that's still a while away. It's a very yeah. good plan. I'm looking forward to walking into one of your stores in the future very soon. Thank you so much, Elston, for being on the lab. This was a very, uh, what can I say? This was a very informative conversation. Yeah, you can always let me know if you're looking at any other future conversations regarding hemp or if you'd like to speak to other people also regarding hemp, you know, get their perspectives also on it. Because this is only my perspective on it. I'm giving you my life. It's, it's, everyone is different. And they might, have, they might have gone through another journey altogether. And it's a, it's a little funny because last night also we'd met, uh, we'd met up. Like the hemp companies in Bangalore met up as such. You know, just to talk to each other because we've never actually met up and hung out in one place. We've always just spoke to each other on phones and stuff. So, if you are looking at getting other people on board and stuff, that you let me know. Like, if you're looking for other people's perspectives in that, sense. yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I I would like to meet all of them. And uh, once again, this is a very interesting conversation. Thank you for all the information that you're giving to me in the past one hour.